0: perfect
1: yeah so you were talking about the game yesterday and watching the game i was like it had so many moments in which i wasn't seeing like a bright future for for the, <laughs> in this season from this yeah I, they reminded me so much of of the of the games like for last season yeah especially at the end of season. the
0: season at the end of the season last year
1: yeah yeah, but, but these weren't like the same mistakes, you know, we did last season. These, right. These were like, we, we were like playing, we were, we were playing, we were playing a decent game. Like, we had good position, we had good passing accuracy. Yeah. We dominated the game. But yeah. When it comes to to sealing the deal in the front and then making sure that the back is solid, that's where we fell short on the game. And I guess... And I guess so many so so many so many things are to blame. Yeah. First of all, like uh Akanji had the worst game like ever. Yeah,
0: that was I, I don't think I don't think he's ever had that much trouble playing at the back and I don't know if it was the fact that we were at away from home or what, but even Even away from home, there's really there's no excuses. I think for playing like that against a team like uh, Union Berlin, Uh, I believe last year, like this is their first season in the Bundesliga. They were promoted after last season, correct? Yeah. And it's just, I mean, for them, to their credit, they played they played well when they needed to. They capitalized on the moments and the opportunities that they had, and Dortmund did not. And I think that really made a difference, especially. Down the stretch. You know, I remember I was I got the updates on my phone because I couldn't get the stream up here in the United States. And uh, the, the first update was a goal for Union Berlin, and I was like, alright, we gave up a goal to both of our other opponents first. Like, I'll hang tight for a minute, see what happens. And then like two minutes later, I got the update about Jaden Sancho finding Paco Alcacer. And I was like, Alright, Dortmund's gonna be fine. And then I think it was maybe 25 minutes later. Uh, I got another update and it said Union Berlin scored. And I was like, oh, no, this is this is going to be a problem because usually we're the team that takes the the lead after we tie it up. And when we don't, that's when I start to get worried. That means that we did not respond the way we needed to to the pressure. And I think Berlin, they came out, you know, they they didn't really have anything to lose in this game. They came out (coughs) playing Kind of just playing freely and playing fun and it really paid off for them they had they didn't have necessarily a lot of great opportunities but the, the opportunities that they did have they were able to capitalize and it just i don't know they picked us apart defensively we looked a little really disheveled i think in the back line and there was a lot of defensive miscues that that really needed to be avoided especially against a team like union berlin
1: yeah, we should we should give them credit. Yeah, like it's very difficult because because they they managed to win against Dortmund and and as you said, they they had nothing to lose. Uh, I imagine that they were in, before the game. They were like, okay, let's have fun. Yeah, let's let's play to the best of our abilities and see what happens. Yeah, and that paid paid out for them. In the contrary, for Dortmund, they tried to play like they wanted to get the game you know they wanted the outcome out of out of the game Yeah. so they i don't think i don't think Lucien Favre started with the best starting 11 for that for that kind of game i wasn't seeing Akanji there especially for his two, two first games were not his best so i was like imagine that he will introduce uh, Zagadou or or Balerdi but he didn't do yeah. that he also played like the I think that the only light in that in that whole squad was was uh, Julian Brandt. He played a great game. Yeah. Uh, he don't get me wrong. Like he's not perfect. Like he plays. He 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 play, He loses balls in the in the midfield. You know. He loses the ball in the midfield. He he makes mistakes. But he he brings the game forward. Yeah. And, when he gets the ball he knows what he's doing you know even though he loses the, the the ball he doesn't he doesn't get discouraged or anything he always comes back he tries to get the ball back he does some great work in the midfield he's quick he's very smart and in his in his like in the way he he avoids midfield players and he was one of the best players uh, on the pitch but other than that like I don't know what's happening to Royce. I don't know if it's just the start of the season, or but he missed like he missed one one opportunity, like one of the one of the opportunities that that any other player can miss in the world. But when you t- when you say that Mark Royce is gonna get his opportunity, you never imagine that he's gonna miss it. Yeah, it was it was a pass <clears throat> from Akanji. It was like a, a dropping ball, and he was a al- and, and Royce was alone. I, versus the goalkeeper and it was a dropping ball and he just sent it Yeah, like like it was like a, a rugby kick or some yeah,
0: shit, he, you know. Yeah, it was, it was... When I, I, I always feel like if I'm watching a game and I see that Royce is not having a good game or if he's playing off, it's just never a good sign for Dortmund. I feel like for Dortmund to really be on top of their game, Royce has to be on top of his game. And that's not to say the entire loss falls on the shoulders of Royce, but I think that really is just kind of a testament to how how influential Royce is in in uh, Dortmund's success and how critical Royce's success and abilities are for Dortmund to have success as well. And you know, you just yeah. hate to see him having an off day and it's going to happen. And admittedly, there are plenty of players now on this team where when Royce isn't able to produce the way he normally is or when he's not able to even if he's not even though he doesn't have to, he doesn't necessarily have to score a goal or assist every game, but he needs to He needs to make the most of the opportunities that come his way. And generally speaking, I think he does a very good job of taking advantage of every opportunity that he gets. And I think yesterday what we saw was just a lot of missed opportunities, not only from him, but from the team in general. And just a lot of a lot of silly mistakes, like mental mental errors or errors in judgment that typically you're not going to see from a side that's going to end up winning a game, even if it's against, you know, a, a young or a, I shouldn't say a young but a new to the Bundesliga uh, Union Berlin you still have to be able to get past those kind of mental errors and mis- mental mistakes and actually I think I think mental mistakes play an even bigger role in games when you're playing against th- these smaller clubs because or these uh these these newer clubs or these clubs who have nothing to lose like Union Berlin because they're they're gonna see that and they're gonna they're gonna react accordingly you know they're gonna see it, that Royce is not playing the way he normally does or if Royce is off and you know Brandt's off or you've got other stars for Dortmund that just aren't playing their best football I feel like it really it kind of opens the doors or it creates like it puts a target a target on our backs for the opposition and I think Union Berlin saw that target and they they hit it very well yesterday they I mean they played they didn't it wasn't that they played flawless football but they played football that was good enough to beat Dortmund and Dortmund did not play football that was good enough to beat Union Berlin.
1: Yeah, it just lacked that soul, you know, that, that Borussia Dortmund soul. It wasn't there. Yeah. Like, except for the chance that led to Dortmund's goal where Alcacer scored, like, there was nothing in there, you know. You you felt some emptiness. Yeah. There were some chances. There were some, some goal-scoring opportunities, but it felt so, like, shallow and... There was nothing there.
0: Yeah. The, it was empty. It felt like a lack of energy almost, I'd say. Not that not that Dortmund wasn't playing with energy, but it just felt like they were missing something, you know? There was, there was, there was just something that wasn't there that you, you couldn't quite... It wasn't necessarily a physical aspect of the game, but you just... Something was missing and it, it was like more so in like the soul of the game or like the, the Dortmund spirit, so to speak. Something was just lacking there that hadn't been lacking the past two weeks. And I think the, the past two weeks especially... We saw, you know, the Dortmund soul or the Dortmund energy come out when they were able to come from behind. Even if it's a small comeback, they're able to tally on a lot of goals at the end of a match. And that was something that we weren't able to do yesterday. After scoring, you know, I think it was six out of our first eight goals in the second halves of the first two games to not have any second half goals yesterday. Uh, That's I mean, that's that tells you, I think, a lot about what went wrong for Dortmund and where they were missing things and what pieces weren't falling into place. A victory.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that. That was exactly what happened. Like, that was exactly what happened. Like that emptiness. That you you can feel it, and and they didn't and they didn't produce any anything that was worthwhile. And you can also you can also like we can also say that uh, Thomas Delaney had like a nasty injury in the first half. Yeah. And, he, he clashed heads with one of the Union Berlin's defenders, and he had a very big cut in, in his face. Uh, he, he he continued like the first half, but the the substituted the uh, they put Dawood on, and Dawood is a great player. Yeah. He, he played a very good game. He he was great. He was passing. He was present. He was he had the leadership figure, and I think also the. Everybody, like in 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 Union Berlin, were like they were like playing seriously. Yeah, you know? they were like they were like having fun. They were like, uh, thankfully, uh we are not playing any game next weekend. Yeah, it's going to be an international break. Everybody's gonna settle down. Everybody's gonna it's gonna chill. You know, yeah. people are going to to like bring back the the, the main goal. And, and, and it's good yeah. if, if mistakes happen early yeah it's still time to fix things right now it's RB Leipzig who are leading the table they are the first yeah and Bayern mentioned they, they had a huge win yesterday they won they won six to one at home yeah I think we are I think if we, got, we, are, we can fix these mistakes yeah especially that we are going to face FC Barcelona. In the Champions League, yes, and they are, its a team that's struggling as well. Yeah, like yesterday they drew against Usasuna who just came back from the second division. Yeah, and they are struggling as well as much as we do. Inter, Inter are la, are not really that team we, we can be afraid f- afraid of, except for their game in the San Siro, because yeah, you know, Inter, you know, their passion yeah. for football, you know the their historic like fan base they can be difficult there but in Italy and we have a bad track record <laughs> playing in Italy. Yeah. We have a, a bad track record in, in there. But if we can if we can fix the mistakes early on if we can make so many mistakes fix mistakes try to try to uh, involve the young team that we have yeah. try to change strategy maybe maybe pull Kanji for a couple of games. Yeah. So he can like come back in his rhythm, uh, maybe play with a more adventurous midfield. Yeah, you know, uh, we I think if we if we can fix these mistakes and 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 play and win every game from now to the end of the season, we have a shot at the
0: time. Yeah, I think.
1: And we, we really have to. We really have to because. Because Bayern are not going to slow down. No, for they're us. not.
0: Yeah, even last year, you know, last year they started really. They they didn't. Not that they started slow, but they they started slower than everyone expected last year. Bayern, but it was really the last three months of the season, four months of the season, they really got it together, and that's where the, the mistakes that they were making at the beginning of their season, they had eliminated those mistakes, and they were able to play very very good football. And on the flip side, last season Dortmund, who looked very good for the first half of the season. Uh, between a, a, a brief hiatus for Marco Royce for a couple of weeks and a, and a few other small things, Dortmund kind of just lost their rhythm. I think at what really turned out to be the most critical point of the season. And I think that, that I mean I always say last season could be summed up in one game, and it can get it could be summed up in the second game with Schalke, where Royce had a red card, and uh, that kind of. That that looked like it would take Dortmund out of the game, and then Marius Wolf, literally like I think it was ten minutes later, he almost had the exact same tackle for a red card. At that point, that was like for me that that sums up Dortmund season so well. Like everything, the, Dortmund looked all right for the first you know half of that match, and then even a little longer. They 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 kept themselves in it. They were looking solid, and then everything just fell fell way apart at the end, and nothing looked right they were struggling players were making really stupid mistakes that players don't make and i think that kind of sums up dortmund's entire season last year and on the flip side this year what what the hope is that the mistakes that we saw yesterday those mistakes are going to be kept in the first opening weeks of this season you know we hope that those mistakes we don't see them in the second half of next season and you you have to know the players the players obviously know what's at stake this season they know that this is probably dortmund's best chance and you know, the last seven or eight years to win the Bundesliga. Certainly since Klopp has been around the best chance Dortmund's had. And with Bayern, they're not not as strong as they've been in the past. But, you know, Lewandowski is always going to be producing goals for them. And they've always got a few really, really good players that they can fall back on. So if Dortmund can tighten it up and eliminate some of the really, really unacceptable mistakes or the mistakes that players shouldn't be making at this stage of the game, I think Dortmund can be all right. But I want to talk a little more about uh, that Champions League draw that you had brought up with Barcelona and Inter. That is by far one of the scariest groups I'm sure overall in the Champions League this season, the Group of Death, as it's called. But I know historically Dortmund—I shouldn't say historically, but in the past—Dortmund hasn't done too poorly in the Group of Death. Uh, several, a few years back, when they made their run and finished runners up, they were in the Group of Death, and uh, I believe they did not lose a single game in that in that group stage. I think, yeah, I, I don't want to say that's that we could manage to do that again, but I mean, there's certainly there's certainly that potential, and I think this roster and has the talent and the capability to produce a similar result that that Dortmund roster produced. If anything, I think this roster is a little more experienced, a little less young, and I think that favors uh, the black and yellow this year. But you always, like you said, Barcelona, they've been struggling a little bit, but they're still a solid team. Um, I'm sure they're just as excited to play Dortmund as Dortmund is excited to play them. There's probably a little, a little bit of nerves in there for both teams. Um, Inter, they've looked solid this year, but I don't I don't think they're necessarily the, the big concern in the group. But like you said, at the San Siro, that's where things get difficult because I think yeah. very similar <laughs> to Dortmund, their fans... Are some of the most dedicated and most passionate and vocal fans you'll play against, and pl- for yeah. them, playing at the San Siro is almost identical for Dortmund to play at um, Signal Iduna Park because they've just got such raucous support from their uh, home fans. It's it's really it's it's amazing to see that. But uh, as a, as a visitor who wants his team to succeed, it's definitely a little intimidating to think about playing at San Siro. But I think Dortmund's capable of at least holding um, enter to a draw there. And like the talent is there. Dortmund has the potential to win. It's just about how, how, what happens on game day? You know, how do we react to the high pressure of playing at San Siro? And then when we travel to Barcelona, you know, Barcelona this year, I think, I think they were just, I was reading yesterday that, um, they, they've been trying to get Neymar back from PSG because everyone knows Neymar wants to play at Barcelona this season. Uh, Neymar knows it. His team knows it. Barcelona knows it. But Barcelona has uh, officially given up on trying to retain him for the season. So even though he, even though Neymar really wants to play in Barcelona, he's still going to stay at PSG for this season. And I don't know how that's going to affect, you know, the team psyche of Barcelona. But I mean, Neymar is a player where if they had, if Barcelona had Neymar for this season, I'd be a lot more concerned about Dortmund's uh, potential to beat them. But even then, there's still there's a lot of hype for Barcelona, but oftentimes I feel like it's kind of underperformance. You know, Leo Messi, obviously a world-class player, one of the greatest to ever play, but there's a lot of question marks, I think, surrounding Barcelona in the same way that in the past there's been a lot of question marks about Dortmund. You know, Dortmund look like they have a side that can make a run in the Bundesliga and then they can't quite get it done at the end. In a similar way, I think Barcelona, even on a larger scale, is a team that should be more successful in La Liga and isn't so I think Dortmund has a real opportunity to capitalize on that in the Champions League this year and even potentially make their make their names known and I think Dortmund could make a run and win the whole thing but that's still a ways away there's a lot of football to be played before then but I'm, I'm optimistic at, to say the least I think
1: yeah I mean we have what it takes we have what it takes we need just confidence and composure. We don't need to be the team that that can easily score, but then when what I see is that we play we play a decent game of ball. You yeah. know? We play a decent game. We are playing, we are holding position and with teams who are parking the bus, we have a difficulty to reach their to reach their like the the final point. You know, you have difficulty to reach their penalty spot to 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 reach the the box but for these teams who are very small they have it easy to reach our box yeah they are like quickly in a quick counter they get there and they score or at least they get a ball inside the penalty box i don't see that i don't see why why we can allow that uh, allow that like as you said in in the dot in the Jurgen Klopp era as soon as we lose the ball in the other team's half, pe- Dortmund players swarm. Yeah. Like, high-pressure, high-pressure game to get the ball back. But then, right now, what we do is that we let them... We, we are not solid defensively. We we are a team whose, whose defense are players who play better in the attack. Yeah. And that's a problem. That's a huge problem. We are always going to get scored against at all games. Yeah. And facing Barcelona and Inter is not going to be a piece of cake. It's going to be hard. I believe that. I believe that at home, at the Signali duna we can get the nine points. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Against, Absolutely. against Barcelona, against Inter. If we play well, as we did la- last year against Atletico Madrid, when we won 4-1. We 4-1, won four, four,
0: yeah. one. One, I believe, yeah. Yeah. 4-0. Four,
1: 4-0, four, four zero. Four zero, yeah. 4-0, Yeah. So if we can do that uh, the, this year we just have like we just have to fix defensive yeah. mistakes man. It's... Yeah, like the, the, I think Delaney should get more playing time. Yeah. I I think there should be like a, some kind of a rotation between Witzel and yeah. Weigel. They should be both playing at the same time because Delaney can yeah. defend Witzel and Weigel can't really in the, in the yeah, midfield, but
0: you know. Witzel, it's funny, he's a, he's a very large, he's got a big presence, he's a big player, but he's still, he's not, he's more of an, uh, not that he's an attacking midfielder, but I think for a defensive midfielder, his skills are more suited towards orchestrating the attack as opposed to Delaney, who obviously Delaney's got the ability to score, but I think the, the basis of Delaney's game is much more defensive than, than Witzel's is. I think Weigel. Vigel's interesting because he plays very solid pretty much wherever he plays, but I'd like to see him. It's not that he's, he doesn't play well, but I'd like to see him like take it to the next level. I think, I think he, uh, he's got the, the, the mental strength and the the mental aspect of the game to kind of develop his more physical traits. I think he, he knows where to be and when to be there, but I'm not sure he always knows physically how to best use his uh use his body defensively and I think he to his credit he plays well when he plays defense and we've had him at a central back position but I'd like to see him step it up a little bit I think I think he's got the potential to be a little bit stronger defensively I, I mean obviously once he has the ball he's very secure with possession and I'll I, I just think if he was a little bit more solid defensively it could be hugely beneficial for Dortmund that being said, I don't think he's weak at all defensively. I don't want to I don't want to create that mentality in anyone. I don't want anyone to think I'm calling him poor defensively. I think he is very solid, but I really want to see him kind of like take the, the the leap and make the next step to becoming more more of an elite defensive midfielder or defender, and I think I think he's capable. I'd like to see it from him.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is. He is. He's is more of a passing player as as well yeah. as Witzel. There are players who can distribute. Yeah. But the, the, we need a solid holding player, a holding midfielder yeah. who can like cut the balls, who can like tackle players, who can get fouls in in situations like, or even the, those tactical fouls yeah. that Socrates used to do, or or that uh, uh, who else used to 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 make these uh, like these tactical S- fouls, I feel like. like Bender. Bender, yes, no, Bender. When there is, yeah, when there is like when there is like when there is like a counter attack, like. Why didn't you? Why don't you tackle the the, the player? Yeah. Like get a foul, like get a yellow card. It yeah. doesn't matter. But why would why would we want to be like these pure players who never like from the start till now? It's only Picek who got a yellow card, and it was <laughs> for that entrance yeah. he did. And it's just a stupid yellow card. I would I'd rather get a yellow card injuring a a, 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 a like an opposition player than get a yellow card stu- yeah. stupidly. But Let's just let's just forget, as you said about that. I'm, I'm, me too. I'm excited about like the game with Barcelona. You talked about Neymar. I, I think that player is very overrated. I, I don't like yeah. him. Like, he's very he he is injury prone. He, he gets injured yeah. a lot. Except for his image, like his image rights, the money he brings yeah. in, like Brazil, he brings in Brazil like fan base yeah. as well, but. He's a huge he's he's overrated. He he is a player who is not professional at all. I don't I don't like him at all. Like Neymar for Barcelona, like like they are better w- without him. They, they probably they are. They are way better they without him. They probably are. They are way better. They have they have better players without that dude. Like why why do you wanna why do you want to buy back a player who gets injured like who doesn't play like more than half yeah. of the season due to injury, and you wanna buy him for for millions of, of, of you for hundreds of millions of euro, and you are giving back some of your best talents in exchange. Yeah. Like that's that's just stupid. I can't I can't wrap my head around that, man. Like the decision making there. I I swear to god, I get <laughs> angry because because I am always yeah. on with it. And I am on the soccer subreddit, and I always read Oh Neymar, Neymar drama, They gotta get Reymar. They're gonna give Dembele and this and this for him. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why? He's he's overrated, bro! He's overrated! He's not he's a player who can play like I, I see him play like mini football, yeah. you know, like 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 football in in which he uses lots of skills. Yeah, yeah, he can play there. But he's very injury yeah. prone. He gets injured easily. Why would you pay so much for that player? Like he sucks,
0: bro. <laughs> for the money that he
1: Leave him alone. For the money he's
0: paid. I, I don't think he ever he ne- he hasn't certainly recently My produced God. the results that his paycheck would warrant, I think. Come he's, on.
1: Come on, 220 million going to PSG, a player who cho- a player in his level who chooses to go to PSG from Barcelona to get the money in in the French. Like if there's if there's a competition that I hate in Europe, it's the French division. <laughs> it sucks, bro. Like they suck. They didn't know how to play football. Like, they suck. It's... Any player who goes might as well go to China. <laughs> or go to yeah. Taiwan. Or go to the MLS or some shit, you know. Or come to Morocco. <laughs> France, man, like their football. Everything about them. I don't know, man. I'm just mad about yeah. that, you know. I think... I, I don't love Barcelona as a team. I respect them. They have... Yeah. A history and... And... Everything is going right for them. But... They are better off. Without
0: they them. They certainly have like, a lot more money that they could spend better without them, I think.
1: Yeah, come on, dude. Like, dude, come on. We give you Sancho. Just <laughs> leave the the motherfucker alone, man. <laughs> what the fuck? But... Yeah, Inter, as you said, are very dangerous. Yeah. Like, did you, did you watch the game yesterday? Juventus against Napoli? No, I didn't. That was crazy. Juventus at the 69th minute, they were 3-0. They were winning at home, 3-0. to And Napoli managed to get
0: the equalizer. I did, I did read about it. I didn't but, see any of the highlights, but I couldn't believe it. It said uh, Napoli comes back from 3-0 crazy. to tie it up. And I, yeah. I was in shock when I read that t- headline.
1: But then what happens is that the 92nd minute Koulibaly which is one of the best defenders in the world right now who is playing for Napoli yeah. he scored against his team and gave the, gave the, yeah. the win to Juventus the three points it's crazy like what's the fu- what the fuck is the, wrong with the big teams man everybody's like
0: they're all choking
1: yeah, dude. It's like their own on period or yeah, something, Yeah,
0: it's, it's, it's certainly a wild first few weeks across Europe right now, I think, for most of the big-name yeah. clubs.
1: Yeah, dude, like, that's, that's shitty. Yeah, that's all. I, I mean, I'm so angry <laughs> right now. I want to finish this podcast. <laughs> and I am also sore because yesterday I was like, I was like in in a loud coffee shop and I was like <laughs> screaming Dortmund and and I almost lost my voice. So. There was a lot to scream and about and not yeah.
0: in a good way yesterday.
1: Yeah, this sucked, man. I guess we just we just leave it here and we 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 have next next weekend is off so we will think about or we, we'll do in 2 yeah. weeks.
0: Uh, a lot yeah. of opportunity to improve in yeah, training. Let's hope we can come back from training well, well, well rested, a little more uh, mentally focused, and hopefully we can come back and look a lot better than we looked yesterday, especially on the defensive side of the ball. You know, that's the big concern. You know, you c- yeah. you could score five goals a game, but if you're not gonna if you're not gonna prevent the other team from scoring five goals, is it really gonna matter that you scored five? You know, you want to be able to you want to be able to win games if you have to one to nothing. And and it, right now, I don't think Dortmund. If they only score one goal are gonna be able to win many games i'm not sure the defense looks good enough to keep especially some of our better opponents low scoring so there's there's a lot to work on there but we'll see how this two weeks off and the uh training works for them in that in that period
1: yeah 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 so yeah we'll end it here and thank you for tuning in thanks a hopefully lot. we got better news next week later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will. I'm sure.